thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. <laughs> I psyched you out, didn't I? <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to today's edition of Bible News Radio. It is... January 3rd! Yeah, it is. And we are here today. We're going to be sharing with you about a brand new movie about enemies in the church, as well as uh, hopefully some encouragement for you. There is so much going on as far as not only in the church, but also um, with kids, you know, and trying to destroy their lives. It's, It's absolutely amazing, you guys. It's so sad, actually. And hey, everybody, thank you for coming in. I'll say hi to a couple of you. Hey, Dan, it's been a long time since I've saw you. Rachel, saw you this morning. Glad glad, glad you're here. Melanie and Natasha, you're there. And Thomas, thank you for coming in. Dee and other people that I can't see. Thank you guys for coming in. I really appreciate it. I really do. It means a lot to me. And Bareface. It's not his real name. And also, yeah, Gino and Gina. <laughs> Our unofficial cricket cutie. And Pastor Garrett is here as well. Thank you for coming in. I hope you guys uh, have, you know, a little bit of time. We're going to share about this new movie coming out. It's going to be in a couple of minutes after we do our scripture for the day. I'm going to slug you a little bit like I did earlier today. And I have some good news about ID Shield. I really do. It's actually super cool. Super cool to me, anyway. And I can't wait to share with you the actual breaking news I found out this morning uh, from one of the leading security places talking about ID Shield. So I'm going to share that with you as all as I can. And uh, again, just thank you for joining us today. I really, really super appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, I do. Don't you love this music? Isn't it happy and peppy? Yeah, it is. All right. So I got to go over here and... uh, share this out on Facebook. Yes, I do. So I'm going to go over there and do that, okay? And uh, if you're over on Facebook, I want to say hi already. If you're on YouTube, thanks for joining me. Don't forget, you guys can always follow us on Bible News Radio at every social media platform that we're on is Bible News Radio. So we're going to go ahead and do that. Yeah, we are. (laughs) And Randall's like, He's not in echo mode today. I'm not sure why. He usually is. Yeah, he is. Do you want me to be in echo mode? <laughs> echo, 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 echo. All right, got to mute that. It's like, I used to be in echo mode. Now it's XA. It has been for the past <laughs> 12 years. That's actually that's actually true. Mm-hmm. All right, so Randall changed my camera position, so now I'm now I'm trying to I, now I have to get used to this. So hold on a second. Yeah, I think I'm going to change mine up as well. Well, I do that. Yeah, how many of you want to see more of Bareface's handsome body? I wasn't gonna. <laughs> I was just gonna put it so that I could watch the monitor and yeah, and kind of look at the camera without turning my head so much. Yeah. 
Okay, so for me, the challenge is going to be that the camera is higher. So I'm looking at you people. But the problem is, is I got to read down here. So it's going to look like I'm looking down, which isn't, you know, I'm trying not to be rude. But, you know, in, in real media where you have like 5,000 people who are running the show, they actually have a teleprompter with all the words that people say. They, they don't do an ad lib like I do every day. <laughs> so it's kind of funny to do that. But anyway, and that's what makes this more authentic. Yeah, it is. Could, could you imagine me being scripted? I mean, seriously. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bible News Radio. <laughs> hey, Eugenia. I would be like, what does that say? Wait, hold on a minute. I can't see it very well. Let me get my glasses and then I would, I would be, I'd be showing that, so... Yeah, isn't this real media? Well, this is alternative media. So now it is actually real media, but depending on who you ask, they won't necessarily tell you that, right? They'll say, ooh, this is fake media. Okay. All right. So today's verse of the day, if you're on my text message list, which you should join, by the way, is uh, Proverbs 3, 14. No, that's not right. Proverbs 3, 13 and 14. So I want to read that to you. What's the best way to do that? Off the monitor where it's super small and I can't read it? Or over here off my, my notes that I took? Well, anyway, here it is. How blessed is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For its profit is better than the profit of silver and its gain than fine gold. Yep. There you go. I actually read that. And I love this verse in Proverbs. And Proverbs 3 is actually one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible. I love it because it is, um, it, it really, there's so much to it. In fact, I love, I love Proverbs anyway because I have to think. I go, huh? What does that mean? <laughs> oh, that's what that means. But this here, you know, it really, it, it, it talks about wisdom and understanding and it says that wisdom and understanding are better than the profit of silver and gold. Yep. And I agree. And you know what I can tell you? Because I, I hang out with a lot of 90 plus year old people, which is totally true, that most of the, the men and the women that I hang out with that my dad's assisted living, you know, uh, they're pretty much broke or they're well off enough to, you know, get in that place which isn't cheap, by the way, I should tell you. Um, but you know what I love the most? I mean, they're not they're not like throwing out money at me. Here, Stacy, have some money. Uh, I wish. <laughs> but no, they. I sit there and I listen to them. I listen to their wisdom and I listen to how they understand stuff. And it's it is really really amazing because I don't know about you. I you know wisdom comes from the mouth of babes because they don't know any better. They'll just say how it is, right? But an older person, older people will also kind of say how it is too. Maybe it's probably when you get around 50 years old or so, you begin to speak your mind and you're like, I don't really care what you think. I've been around a half a century now and I can tell you exactly what I think. But wisdom is knowledge applied, right? And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And it's funny to me that when most of the people that you see on the churchy TV thingies talking about what's most important in life, you don't really see them 
blabbing about wisdom a whole lot. You talk, you, you, you talk, you, you hear them talking about how to gain wealth and that's part of it, right? You, wisdom, it takes wisdom to gain wealth, but real wealth is wisdom applied and deep understanding. And I think that that's pretty cool. <clears throat> in fact, it goes on to say in verse 17, her ways are pleasant ways and all her paths are peace. You know, and I, I caught that this morning. I, I didn't talk about it this morning when I slugged you, but I did, I did, you know, talk about that. Anyway, so I thought that that was kind of cool. And so just think about that later. You know, you can go and journal about it and say, hey, you know, that's kind of what, what we'd like to talk about today. Also, if you don't know, uh, my, my new initiative slugged, I actually wrote about it today in my email that I sent out a little while ago. But what it is is, Every single day, we're going to slug you, right? We're going to focus on these five areas. We're going to, we're going to, the S stands for uh, seeking God first, right? And then the L stands for lift, as in lift weights, people. No. (laughs) And also lift other people up, lift yourself up, lift, be the wind beneath somebody's wings, (sighs) you know. Uh, we don't need depressing people around the world. Uh, U stands for understand, which actually will also bring unity. And then we also have G, which is to guide and grow. And here's the thing. I'm going to tell you something. That goes both ways. Growing as a negative person happens just as easily as growing as a positive person does. Okay. So this is going to help you keep in check. And then development and discipline. And discipline is going to be a huge focus on, you know, for me personally this year. But also, I think as you develop yourself as a leader or, you know, whatever it is that you do, we're all leaders in some ways. um, It's really important to understand the disciplines and the things that take place in order for you to become the person that God wants you to be. So I'm going to slug you every day. I'm planning on putting stuff in my email every day, having to do with one of these areas every day. There's five on purpose. Um, and I just think it makes a cute little acronym. Just so you know. All right. <laughs> okay. And also, uh, we, what, what I want to do now, though, is I want to talk about this new movie called Enemies in the Church. This isn't actually out yet, but there is a trailer. It's about eight minutes or so. I want to introduce this to you because after I saw this, I was like, yeah, everybody needs to know about this. And, you know, we're, we're in the end times. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind, first of all, Israel is really established as a nation. But second of all, there's so much apostasy in the church that, um, you know, that, that it is. And the, the, the fact that the homosexual uh, movement is well embraced within a big part of the church today and that the love of money is also like huge in the church is amazing. But this um, documentary that's being made, let me tell you a little bit about it. First of all, um, the, the people behind it, the, the guy that produced it, his name is Kerry Gordon. He is a, he's a, a singer, songwriter, um, and, um, and he's, he's published a whole bunch of stuff. But Trevor London, who's also a producer of the best-selling book, Barack Obama and the Enemies Within and the Enemies Within, which is a DVD, Communist, Socialists, and Progressives in the U.S. Congress, which was turned into a feature-length documentary called Enemies Within. He's behind this, okay? So he not only knows what's going on with that movement, but 
uh, he has actually partnered with these other people. And you can learn more about this, by the way, if you go to enemieswithinthechurch.com. You can actually learn more about this and see how the progressive movement has come in and the apostasy has, has decided, you know, has, it's just there if you're looking. So we want to show you this, this trailer, or it's at, yeah, it's a, is it about eight minutes, Randall, give or take? Almost nine, eight forty-two. Okay. So it's almost nine minutes. Uh, and it's worth watching. I thought so, thought enough to make it the lead story today. So let's check it out. And, um, and then you can go and you can go to that website later if you'd like, and you can sign up and get, get, um, alerts about it so that you can keep in the know, but I will definitely be keeping on top of this as well. So roll that footage. He was like the king of calling out bull****. People are like, hey, you can't talk to Samaritans. Jesus is like, bull****. Well, I think it's really good if you're a teenager and discovering your sexuality to talk to someone other than your family and your parents. Uh, find a responsible adult. We are open and affirming LGBTQ. We are feminists, and I believe Jesus was too. I don't care if the Bible says gay people suck. I have lots of things I disagree with about the Bible. We are environmentalists, which I believe that's the original mandate of the children of God to take care of the planet that we, we all know and enjoy. As you've done to the least of these, you've done to me. So as I read this encyclical on the environment, it hit me, Matthew 25 is again at stake because the hungry will get hungrier because of climate change. Pope Francis is the greatest conversation changer in the world today. And his host, President Evo Morales, handed him an unusual gift, a wooden hammer and sickle crucifix. It's a classic communism symbol, frequently worn by a Jesuit priest. There is no other leader who can change our thinking, whether we're religious or not. The Bible is pro-slavery, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. The devil is not trying to get you to sin, he's just trying to get you to keep the law. Because if he can get you to keep the law, you will sin. Jesus was a Palestinian Jewish rabbi. He was a person of color that was killed by white supremacy. So we're usually making every effort to be on the front lines for racial justice. He began to preach inclusion, that everyone goes to heaven and that there is no hell. We probably got it wrong. Instead of the Bible being the inspired word of God, it's probably just the inspired word of man about God. It doesn't have a very great view of women leading and teaching. We evaluate an economy by how it treats the most vulnerable. How we decide the morality, uh, the integrity, the righteousness of an economy. Now that is more radical than communism and socialism. This goes way back beyond socialism, communism. This is a radical approach. Hi, I'm Kerry Gordon, senior pastor of Cornerstone World Outreach in Sioux City, Iowa. We're about to make an exciting movie and an important movie and it's going to help a lot of people. Our motivation is simple. I love the church. I love the Bible. I love Christianity. I love God's people. I love being in ministry myself. Jesus made something extremely clear in the Bible to us as Christians, especially when he commissioned preachers like me to carry the gospel forward in history. It's a two-part mission. Number one, we are to accurately preach the gospel of the kingdom to every generation until Christ returns. But secondly, Jesus made this very, very clear. Wolves would enter in 
who would twist the gospel of the kingdom and use it to bait and allure God's people away from the truth to destroy them. So preachers are not just to accurately preach the gospel, they're also to aggressively and bravely defend the accurate preaching of the gospel. And the only way to really do that is by exposing lies. So in this movie, our intent is to do both. Number one, to present the truth, and number two, in order to make sure that the truth is clearly represented to also expose the lies that lead people away from the truth. Part of loving people is being willing to tell them the truth even when it's not welcome or even when it's not popular. Part of sharing truth obviously requires a willingness to expose deceptions. Now some people have come to us and said, hey, why are you making this movie now? Well, here's why. There are certain denominations that we've all sort of given up on. Giant Christian organizations that we all trusted and loved that we've all been very thankful for in past years are, are suddenly beginning to show signs that they're caving and surrendering to cultural pressures. And many of you, many who will watch this movie in fact, still think that those institutions are safe and they're not. Many people in America right now still think that they can trust these large gospel coalition organizations, but they can no longer be trusted. The reason why Jesus warned us about wolves who will twist the truth is truth is taken and wordsmithed ever so carefully so that you buy into the lie without ever realizing that it's a lie. And we've been approached by some of the boldest people in the world, people who stand to lose everything. They're risking their whole ministry to come forward. And they've come forward to us and other members of the production team. And they've said, look, I'm willing to risk everything to expose what's really going on in these organizations because I love the gospel too much. I love Jesus too much. I have to tell you, you're going to be shocked by some of the information that comes out in our documentary. Our production team wants to help these brave souls who've come forward with evidence of corruption inside many large Christian institutions. We want to help them by giving them a voice. Now, some of them have been threatened that they better be quiet. And I really admire their willingness to put everything on the line to help people like me and you. And we want to give voice to people not just in America but around the world who are seeing a great falling away out of the church. We believe that by doing this movie, by producing it, we're pleasing the Lord Jesus Christ and helping God's sheep steer through the minefield of history. We've assembled a really great team in the production of this documentary. Trevor Loudon and Curtis Bowers and Judd Saul. They all come from various different backgrounds. The thing about all of us that we share is we all have a passion for the truth. We've all been tested under great pressure when it wasn't popular. And we've all taken moments in our lives where we've stood for the truth. And that's why it's such an honor to work with this team. I believe in the mission. I believe in the goal of this movie. And I know that it's going to help people around the world who see it. And I'm excited to be involved in it. Here's what we need from you. We need you to pray for us. We really do, and we cherish the prayers. Secondly, we would really love it if you would help us share this video with everybody that you know. Just hitting share and putting this on Facebook and Twitter and all over the internet would really be a blessing. Share it with your family, your friends, the people that you go to church with. That would be a great blessing to us. Thirdly, what we need from you is, you know, we would love to see this movie in theaters across the United States. However, uh, needless to say, Hollywood's not stepping up to underwrite our film. Um, Hollywood's not going to help you make a movie that 
explains the dangers of liberal theology. How do you define God and how did you find it? I think God is like a song. They love liberal theology. So we're completely dependent on people like you, a grassroots effort to raise the funds to produce the movie. And every gift counts. Would you consider helping us financially? That's what we would ask thirdly. $10, $100, maybe some of you could give 10000 Every gift matters, and we appreciate every gift that comes in. I think that you'll agree this is a really challenging time to be a Christian in history. We don't have to be afraid of challenging times. Jesus said, don't be afraid of this world. Don't be afraid of the times that you live in. So we don't have to be afraid. Jesus said, I have already overcome the world. And then he said, you can too. And we know how he overcame the world was with truth. And that's the same way that we're going to win. We're going to be more than overcomers, the Bible says, as we champion the truth and expose the lies. And that's what this movie is all about, bringing the truth to people around the world and warning them about the dangers of seductive sayings and the kinds of intellectual arguments that people come up with. They sound like the gospel, they look like the gospel, might even smell the same way, but it's not the gospel. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your consideration. Thank you in advance for any contributions that you could make toward the production of this movie. We believe that together we can make a difference. All right. So wasn't that good? Well, if you know if you know most of the people that he mentioned in there, then you already know it's going to be good. Um, but what he said, actually, as far as, um, you know, the movies and Hollywood isn't there, you know, helping to under underwrite it. One hundred percent true. But here's the thing. Movies are one of the number one indicator and influences in our culture just like tv is and media is so you know if the lord leads you to donate to it go for it i totally appreciate you doing that i'm not getting anything for helping promote it i just saw it i believe in what they're doing and i think that you should know about it basically just so you know also um i wanted to uh just say just elaborate a little bit on the social gospel right I forgot who it was I heard it from, but, and I've said this before, so if you've already heard it, don't hate me for saying, for, <laughs> for me repeating myself, but, but, you know, one of my favorite stories, uh, in the gospels is where the woman anoints Jesus with the very costly perfume. In fact, I believe it was about a year's worth of income it took to buy that perfume. It was very, very costly. Um, and as she's doing this, you know, the disciples are basically complaining and saying, hey, you know what, don't you know that, that what she's doing, you know, she could have given that money to the poor and, you know, she could have, she could have done this, you know, and all this, but you know, Jesus rebuked them, in particular Judas, who happened to be there yapping away like he always does. And his response, Jesus's response was, hey, you know what? You're always going to have the poor with you. And what she did here for me, well, whenever the gospel is preached in the whole world, she will be remembered because of this act. It's very important to understand that that comment that Jesus made about 
the poor we're always going to have with you doesn't mean that we don't reach out to the poor. We don't minister to the poor. We don't care about, quote, social justice. We don't care about women and sex trafficking. We don't care about, you know, all of the things that the left talks about. But before all of that, the social justice movement is completely missing what should go before all of that, which is exactly what this woman was doing, which was worshiping Christ. Have you ever noticed that Jesus is rarely mentioned on the left? <laughs> you know, unless they're picking and choosing something that he said completely out of context and twisting it like we've talked about on the show, Jesus isn't really mentioned a whole lot. You know, it's all social justice. Well, I actually heard somebody say that that Judas is the father of social justice because of that. And and I have to tell you that this morning as I was reading in Mark chapter 1, and I will, you know, I, I did talk about this a little bit this morning, but in Mark chapter 1, one of the very first things that we see is, the, is when Jesus says, repent and believe, right? And there's this a whole bunch of stories about how the demons you know, were, were, uh, responded to him. And, and at one point the demon says, what do we have to do with you? Jesus of Nazareth, have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy one of God. And that really stood out to me too, because this is a demon talking to Christ, right? This is a demon who asks this question. Have you come to destroy us? You know, it's really interesting. The enemies of God, uh, ask that question of him. And yet we're told by the left progressives, uh, God is just love. Just so you know. Yeah, he is. That's it. You know, there's no justice. There's no judgment. And the irony of it all is they use justice in their terminology as if they actually believe in it. But if they did, then they would actually believe in the exist the existence of hell. And they don't usually, but the demons know the power of God, right? And um, anyway, the Lord goes on to, to talk in his word about, you know, and show, talks about how he goes and he heals a whole bunch of people. And then, and then it says in verse 7, 37, everyone is looking for you. Why was everyone looking for Christ during this time? Well, because he was doing all these signs and miracles, right? But what good is the sign, you guys, if it isn't pointing to Christ? I mean, what good is the sign if you don't act on the power of the person who's actually doing it. And this is why I like what the leper had to say. In verse 40, the leper came to him, beseeching him and falling on his knees before him, saying to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And moved with compassion, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. You know, again, what can we learn from the leper, right? We can learn a couple of things. We can learn Number one, humility, right? He beseeched him. If you actually look that up, it actually means he was begging, you know, pleading essentially with him and fall. He fell on his knees. How many of us do that these days? <laughs> yeah. But he said, if you are willing, he didn't say, hey, you know, I'm going to declare that you're going to do this and I'm all that. No, he didn't. <laughs> I declare, can you imagine the leper saying that? I declare you're going to make me clean, Jesus. I declare it right now. I'm declaring and decreeing it. Yeah, I am. Do it right now. <laughs> no. 
No, not exactly. <laughs> that takes some gumption, by the way. It, it, it actually does. And I think it takes a, a real lack of understanding of who they're actually supposedly talking to. You know what I mean? Just saying. Uh, the leper didn't actually tell Jesus what to do. He said if he was willing. And here's the thing, you know, he knew he was, he was able, but he, you know, he left the opportunity. He left the decision in God's hands, you know, just so you know, that, that really spoke to me today. So I just thought I'd share that again. If you missed it earlier this, in, this morning. And, uh, Randall, do you have any other thoughts on this before I get to the transgender thing? Uh, no, go, go right ahead. All right. So the, one of the first stories that I read this morning, it's over on the Christian post website and it's titled doctor speak out Lupron and the diabolical push to sterilize gender transition, confused kids. Ugh, this bothers me. You know, in fact, the picture on the website, you can see it right there. It says some people are trans. Get over it. <laughs> How's that for love? Hey, people, just so you know, some people are are uh, trans. Get over it. Uh, the movie Running for Zion, it says on the website it comes out in the in the in the spring. So it actually doesn't have a date yet. OK, pediatric endocrinologist endocrinologists whose voices are being stifled are sounding the alarm about a diabolical push to put children confused about their bodies on puberty suppressants and hormone blockers like Lupron to change their physical sex. Impossible. What? Impossible. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I wasn't sure if you were actually correcting me, so I, that's why I said what? <laughs> correcting them. You can't change your physical sex. Gotcha. You can do, you know, you can do radical cosmetic surgery. It changed the appearance, but yeah. physical sex cannot be altered medically or surgically. Right. Well, according to Dr. Paul Hruz, Michael Laidlaud, and Quentin Van Meter, all of whom spoke recently at the Christian Post, Lupron, a hormonal agent that's employed to fight prostate cancer in men and is sometimes used to treat sex offenders, is now being injected into children who suffer from gender dysphoria. The drug has never been given, been, been green-lighted by the FDA for that purpose, nor have there been any peer-reviewed studies done on the drug's long-term physical and psychological side effects on children. By the way, let me just back up here. Do you know why it's given to sex offenders? Do you? Think about why they give this to sex offenders. It's to, it's to castrate them, okay? That's the nice way of putting it. Chemically chemically castrate them that's why they give it to sex offenders so basically they're giving a drug to children that they give to sex offenders to castrate them gee isn't that special <sighs> anyway it goes on to say lupron and synthetic hormones are ravaging their developing bodies altering their psyches putting them on a pathway to permanent sterilization these doctors say many of the long-term Repercussions will not be felt for years. At present, endocrinologists who refuse to back these experimental treatments struggle to be published, and many in the medical field remain unaware of what's going on in dozens of transgender clinics at children's hospitals across the nation. And by the way, I'm going to give you an update on the whole transgender movement in just a second after this. 
pushing pause on puberty. Too many people. Uh, the sheer fact that gender has been medicalized with high-powered drugs is nothing short of horrifying. They wonder how this can be legal or allowed to happen. It's not unusual, actually, in pediatrics to prescribe a drug off-label. However, when a physician does that, they're taking a significant risk because if something goes wrong without the evidence, they're liable. Uh, Ruse, who is an associate professor of pediatrics and endocrinology at Washington University of Medicine in St. Louis, Missouri, told Christian Post when asked how it was possible that a high-powered drug like Lupron could even be given to a dysphoric child, given the lack of governmental approval for that purpose. There's just a lot we don't know about this form of intervention. It's often claimed that medical blockade of uh, puberty allows a child more time to sort out issues of their gender identity that it leaves dysphoria in affected children and that it makes it easier if and when they choose to go on and get other treatments, namely sex change surgery. It's also claimed that it's completely safe and reversible, which we know is a bunch of baloney. But among the many problems with that approach is that a normal developmental process is interrupted. Even if the hormone treatment is stopped after administering it for a few years and the normal signals for puberty resume, it's impossible to go back in time, he explained. As the class of medications, hormone blockers like Lupron are indeed approved for and are used in children to treat precocious uh, puberty, or puberty, however you want to pronounce it, where kids go through puberty at an abnormally early age, it's given to children to delay the pubertal signals, signals so that they, among other reasons, are not socially pressured into acting their pubertal age or subjected to hormonal drives that they are not prepared to handle. As you can see, I can't speak very well, but I'm doing my best. (laughs) But when used to suppress the normally timed pubertal processes, the drug actually causes a pathological condition. Uh, So on its face value, what transgender activists are saying is really contradictory from what we know about normal development, which is what they're clearly trying to interrupt, by the way. Clear evidence exists that the drug influences bone density, he continued. During adolescence and teenage years, uh, youth accumulate bone mass, which is important for the rest of one's life, and there is conflicting information about how much of the bone density can be gained back after going off the drug. Strong ideological influences driving this entire paradigm cannot be ignored, he said, when asked how this is happening, especially given that most people expect doctors to govern their practices based solely on medical science. And I would say moral ethics. I mean, when I go to a doctor, I I would hope that the doctor would have some morals and not really care, you know, I mean... You know, I mean, well, I mean, I mean care, not care about, you know, how much money they can make, but they they would care more about me. But anyway, the first ideological error many make is trying to redefine what sex actually is. In much of the discussion, people have lost sight of what sex is in relation to reproduction, and that's the only way you can make these claims about someone being born in the wrong body or making assertions about sex being assigned at birth. It's not assigned It's recognized, he maintained. The vast majority of the children who are being put on these puberty blockers have normally functioning sex organs. Physicians prescribing this kind of treatment are doing so under the understanding that it's benefiting patients, but are simply not looking at 
the evidence, he said, and they're willing to dismiss the evidence when contrary to the prevailing politically correct narrative. Also, I have to say, there, there's more contradiction here, too, because isn't that what antidepressant drugs were supposedly for, is to help people with their mind problems? Hmm? I mean, if that's what antidepressants were, like, around for, you know, then why not just put the kid on the antidepressant to help them with their gender dysphoria or whatever issue it is that they're having psychologically that's not even connected to their actual physical body, especially if their sex organs, as you just heard, are developing normally, right? This is why I hate the psychological world and the whole issue with psychotropic medication and all of this because it's just... It's chemical castration, it's chemical manipulation of things that God created that should be treated naturally with God stuff, like food and nutrition and exercise, but instead you have this demonic, diabolical agenda, as they said, and I agree, where they're castrating children at a young age, basically. Then it says here, overwhelming evidence exists that the vast majority of affected children will spontaneously realign their gender identity with biological sex when left alone. And that's true. Um, which actually, this guy, he cites the medical literature on that subject. And if they do realign, they're not going to be tethered to the medical establishment for the rest of their lives because their bodies are not dependent on the chemicals. The reality is, is that there's no long-term data about treating children, and the only data that we have in adults indicates that medical interventions to align the appearance of the body to a transgendered identity doesn't fix the problem. The manipulation of infertile kids. What's often said in public opinion forums, and even within some medical circles, is that despite the risks, it's better, necessary even, that children receive this controversial medical treatment rather than wind up dead by suicide. And again, that's, you know, that's, that's the LGBTQ question mark pedophile lobbies uh, card that they always play. And yet they're hypocrites because, because they're not actually being treated appropriately. That actually is what leads to suicide. And they're being affirmed in a death, a, you know, a, a death style or a death or something that doesn't lead to life. Anyway. Worse still, if parents express hesitation or opposition, activists in some positions will hint at or tell them they will be guilty of medical neglect. But that's patently untrue. Parents need to continue to love their children. They need to continue to affirm their human dignity, yet they shouldn't have to jettison biological reality to be able to put what they're being told into practice in terms of disrupting normal, normally timed puberty. Here's the other thing I would add is parents need to be parents. Right. In some cases, I would add that the children of said parents, it's because of the said parents, the kids are in the mess that they're in psychologically. Don't hate me for saying that, but it's true. Uh, the breakdown I was in fact, I was talking last night, last night, Randall and I, we actually went to a surprise birthday party for a good friend of ours. And um, there's a lot of people there from from our city. And I ended up talking to the to to a guy who runs the children's center here. Actually, it's for high-risk kids. I got to take a drink of water here just for a second. Hold on. <clears throat> anyway, so this guy who runs, he's, it's a residential treatment, basically center for kids, adolescents who are, have problems. And, you know, 
he's been in the field for almost 30 years and he was telling me, yeah, it's the parents. It's the parents. That's why most of these kids are in the mess they're in. It's because of the breakdown of the family. You think about that for a minute. If you're my age or like older or maybe a couple years younger than me, you actually grew up in an era when divorce became so rampant in our culture that it became acceptable. And it used to be decades before me that if a mother and a father who were married got divorced, it would be like looked down on society. <gasps> Did you hear so-and-so got divorced? It's such a horrible thing. It also used to be that when a woman got pregnant out of wedlock, she was kind of shunned like, ooh, you know, that's, that's, you know, we need to, you know, take her off and let her go away to grandma's house for nine months. And then when she has her baby, bring her back or secretly put the baby up for adoption. It used to be that that was a shameful event. Now we have celebrities actually celebrating said events. Hey, let's have as many kids, kids out of wedlock as we can because I'm a single mother and I, you know, because I'm, I can't wait to get married. I want my child now. So I'm just going to go ahead and adopt and or lay with somebody and get pregnant and have a baby. And the sad part about that is that all the research shows that the women who do this out of wedlock, they're, they live in more poverty for obvious reasons. And it used to be in the 50s, etc., that father knew best, right? That's because fathers were in the home. But guess what? You know, where are the dads? You know, the overwhelming majority of men in prison, it's because of the lack of a father figure in their home. So the issues that are not even being honestly addressed anywhere, really, except in very little circles, is frankly the breakdown of the family. And where has that, that's also happened within the church. Now, some people will say, well, the church is at fault because there's a 50% divorce rate in the church. And that's actually not right. That's actually wrong. It's a very bad statistic that George Barna put out there. It's actually, it's not right. It's actually very uh, inaccurate. <clears throat> the actual divorce rate within the biblical church of actual Christian homes is under like 5%. It's very low for people who actually walk according to God, God's way, okay? For actual Christians, real Christians, not the fake ones and, you know, people who are hanging out at church being churchgoers. In fact, I have to say, and this is kind of an addenda, you know, uh, Lisa Turkhurst recently, um, who heads up Proverbs 31 Women and very popular speaker and women's Bible teacher, Lisa, a couple of months back, uh, actually announced that she was getting divorced from her husband because her husband committed adultery and they were having some other issues go on. Well, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm happy to report in case you didn't know and you happen to follow her, that um, her and her husband have actually reconciled and they actually had a recommitment marriage ceremony not too long ago, a couple days ago, actually. And um, she posts about it, and they're talking about how the Lord reconciled their marriage, how her husband of 25 years repented, how they got help, you know, and now how that marriage is stronger than ever. And I pray that it continues to be so. But that's the example that we have in the power of Christ in a relationship, in a church. That's, that's our example. Because I'm going to tell you something. I've been married almost 27 years, right? No, 27 years. Yeah, 
Go yeah, on. Yeah, it'll be 27 20, in August. 27 years, okay? I've been married 27 years, which gives me a little bit of cred, I think. First of all, Bearface has put up with me. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is that marriage marriage takes work. Anybody, yeah. Anybody who, you know, lives with anybody... <laughs> You know, it takes work, but if we can't even take care of our marriages and then those who are blessed with children, Randall and I weren't blessed with kids, okay? I'm not, so I'm, I'm not going to say I'm the you know, greatest world's parent because I'm not. I don't have my own children. But I do know enough about the research and I have worked with enough children and, and seen the effects of the stuff that yeah, is God's, God's way. Counseling in an elementary school for how many Three, three years. Three years, yeah. Well, not only that, but the 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 fact that my mom was married three times and your parents were married numerous times and I am a yeah, child of my divorce three times. at every stage of development and I went through every abuse that you can think of. Um, I get the breakdown of the family uh, and all that. But anyway, so let me let me finish this 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 article though before I get off too much on a tangent. But that's not that's part of what's not being talked about. But so anyway, this article goes on to say he added that the largest studies that have been done in post-transition adults continue to show rates of death by suicide that are markedly above the background population. Well, yeah, it is. We need to be very objective and thoughtful. We can't close the door on what I would say are alternative hypotheses. Other ways we might be able to otherwise other 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 ways we might be able to address address this very real and concerning problem, and the dialogue has shifted really far away from that. How Lupron works. The first well-documented case report of a puberty blocker like Lupron, a similar medication called triptorolin, which has an identical mechanism of action being used in a young patient with gender confusion, was published out of Holland in 1998 where a pediatric endocrinologist working together with a psychiatrist decided to use the medication on a 13-year-old girl suffering from gender dysphoria. According to Dr. Michael Laidlaw, a Rockland, California-based board-certified physician who specializes in endocrinology and diabetes. The rationale was that the patient should have the drug because the effects of going through puberty would be too traumatic to endure and that, quote, pausing, unquote, those signals in the brain would give the person time to adjust and then later decide whether to move towards surgical transition. When puberty is initiated in the human body, the hypothymus, hypothalamus increases its pulsatile release of gondotrophine releasing hormone. And I know I'm butchering these words, people, just so you know. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, so I don't know how to say some of this stuff. Anyway... This in turn triggers the pituitary to release LH and FSH hormones into the bloodstream. These hormones then affect the gonads and cause the release of testosterone from the testicles of boys or estrogen from the ovaries of girls. These same LH slash FSH hormonal signals from the pituitary pituitary are released in adults to maintain testosterone or estrogen levels. Lupron, also known as luprolide, blocks the release of these things, thereby stopping testosterone from being produced and released from the testes or estrogen from the ovaries. It is used to treat prostate cancer because testosterone will grow prostate tissue, including prostate cancer tissue. 
The therapeutic idea is that when the hormone is decreased to a very low or undetectable level, cancer growth is prevented, which is why probably some of you know people who are on the drug. The drug is also used to treat endometriosis in women by lowering estrogen levels through the same pituitary mechanism. Intimidation games. How much longer is this? This this is a long article. I didn't realize this article was so long. Well, I'll just read part of this. Uh, Being from Rockland, Laidlaw got a swift education into the world of transgender medicine when an area charter, charter school read the I Am Jazz transgender children's book and reportedly facilitated a a gender transition ceremony for one of the five-year-olds during class, traumatizing other students, as the Christian Post previously reported. The school put out a statement disputing that this happened. Anyway, I'm not going to read the rest of the article. I think you guys have enough info there. You can read the whole thing, though, over on the Christian Post. And the point of me bringing this up is just just to remind you that... You know, the agenda is there, and it's a diabolical, evil agenda going after our kids this way. Kids should not be confused about who they are as people, and yet the sexual indoctrination and how they have marketed homosexuality to America, is that better? Um, You know... Is crazy. In fact, if you go over to the HRC's website, the Human Rights Campaign dot org, uh, which is actually the Homosexual Rights Campaign, they actually have a review up there, of 2018, and how they moved LGB quote equality forward, which is a bunch of baloney. But they have a whole bunch of data on here about the things that they did uh, to promote, you know, the transgender violence in America you know, and, and, or to, to help stop promoting it and other things. And a lot of this actually centers around children. They actually have a a thing here titled all children, all families program resources. And it talks about, um, it says here, they unveiled groundbreaking new resources to guide child welfare agencies and better serving more than 430,000 children and young people in foster care. And then it talks about how, they can best serve the LGBTQ youth with the tools. Basically, it's indoctrination. It's it just anyway. Randall, yeah, you know, as as this uh, doctor pointed out in the article that or was quoted in the article that you know the the vast number the, the vast evidence is that children were left alone, not giving him these hormone blocking drugs, not affirming their you know their gender of the day, they, most of the time, the majority of the time, they realign, they go through that phase and, they, and they're comfortable in their own skin again. And this is the only data, the only data that we have for post-transitioned adults is that the suicide rates are still markedly higher than the general population. So it's like this business of, oh, you know, either, you know, gay kid or dead kid or, you know, transgender kid or dead kid. You know, there, there's no there's no evidence to back that up. You know, we they've done these things and the adults, they still, oh, okay, they've fixed the problem. Now their physical appearance aligns with their inner perceived gender and the suicide rates are still 
markedly higher than the background population. And so, you know, we're not fixing anything. It's, it's not about concern for the individual. It's about concern for pushing an agenda and, and you know, propagating the sexual anarchy is, is really what it's about at the expense of children. Right. I know. Well, and why do you think the enemy wants to kill kids? Just well, dumb. I mean, I mean, we are, we are human beings are made in the image of God. His plan of salvation, his plan of uh, redemption and exaltation, not in the Mormon sense or the Jehovah's Witness sense, but you know, it's 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 his design for people to reign with him. You know, to to man from the beginning was exalted to the highest place on earth. You know, was put at the pinnacle of creation. Enjoying your hair. It's driving me crazy. I need to get a cut. Anyway, this so one piece just likes to stand out. I gotta fluff it up, people. <laughs> man and woman, humankind were were the pinnacle of his creation. <laughs> you know, the creation of the earth. It was the it was, you know it was the the plants and the fish and the birds and the land of it, and finally man too, who was to give him charge to 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 rule over the earth, subdue it, and care for it. And and likewise, at the end of the book, the last, it's it's man, uh, mankind that is living for eternity in the heavenly city, come down to earth. It's not, you know, whereas there is a time of going to heaven as we speak, ultimately it's a new heaven, a new earth, and the city coming down to the new earth. It, it's God's design, God's plans are very human-centric. And so, the the enemy of our souls, right. the dragon Satan, who who desi- decided to exalt himself above God, you know, it's like, well, kind of like, I'm going to take my ball and go home. Only it's much worse than that, you know. If if I can't have it, nobody's going to have it. And so, going after children through abortion and this transgender agenda and all that, basically to wipe out people. Pretty much means that you know, you know, human history. We have a human history because of procreation. If it wasn't for normal sexuality and procreation, there would be no human history. Yeah. And so his design is to wipe out as many human beings, destroy as many as possible, so you know they don't get to enjoy God forever. All right, I'm done. Okay. Um. So, uh, Marlene said, "Simple is that." The Bible says that you should know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And also there were some other comments here. Mama Gina uh, made a comment earlier. Let's see here. Uh, I got to scroll back here. Uh, she said over 25 years of study showed that people who had sex changes have a little higher suicide rate. They also have a higher insurance of depression. Just so you know, that's not going to work bareface, what you have up there. Oh, yeah, that's right. So It's just up for a reminder. I don't think we should do that today anyway. Okay. So let's just skip that. But right. let's talk about ID Shield because I got this good news today. Oh, I, was, yeah. I was looking um, through some news. This did not come through Legal Shield news, by the way, the my company, but it came through uh, actual news. So listen to this, you guys. ID Shield has been recognized as a leader 
and Javelin's 2018 Identity Protection Service Provider Scorecard. Listen to this. This is great because I sell ID Shield and this is awesome. Uh, it says... It says here, ID Shield, a leading North American provider of identity mon monitoring, theft protection, and restoration technology and services for individuals and families, was recognized as a leader in Javelin Strategy and Research's 2018 Identity Protection Service Provider Scorecard in its detection category. ID Shield currently protects 1 million consumers. The detection category covers capabilities that help consumers identify active or emerging threats to their identities, such as credit, existing account, and black market monitoring. With the continually broadening array of data sources monitored by identity protection services, this category had the largest number of criteria. Javelin highlighted ID Shield's robust set of alerts for core monitoring services, which also integrate newer features such as existing account and social media monitoring. ID Shield is honored to be recognized by Javelin for our leadership in fraud detection, said Scott Grissom, as he's the senior vice president, uh, chief product officer. Over the past year, we've seen a record number of data breaches that have had the potential to devastate businesses and consumers alike, which we've talked a lot about on here. Now more than ever, it is important for individuals to utilize the proper advanced tech and services to protect their identity and assets, especially in the digital world. This year, in addition to core features such as credit, existing account, and dark web monitoring, Javelin included features aimed at protecting minors from threats to their identity in the scorecard evaluation criteria. With no or minimal account history, minors' identities offer blank slates for fraudsters, and we've talked a lot about that here, which can provide the foundation for long-term schemes that go undetected for years. Uh, anyway... And talks a little bit more about that, but I wanted to bring that to your attention because this year I want to add a hundred new people at least uh, to get ID Shield. I really do. At least a minimum of a hundred. At least a hundred. <laughs> the reason why is because you guys look. I was talking to my brother, who is like a huge skeptic of everything, right? And I was sharing with him. I was like, "Dude, do you know that?" Blah, 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 because, you know, I know people personally that have had their identities stolen. And I've talked to a number of people. I've signed up for ID Shield, which is the best thing that you can own that not only gives you peace of mind, but security for your thing. Look, let's review really fast here. Here's the common types of identity theft, okay? Common types, tax returns here, medical claims, social security claims, credit, driver's license, criminal, criminal character. Okay, and the thing is, you're guilty until you're proven innocent. How much is it? It's actually $9.95 a month. $9.95 a month for an individual, and it's $24.95 a month for a whole family up to, I think it is, eight children, or maybe they upped it to 10 children. It's, it's either eight or 10 kids. Most people don't have that, but for, for $24.95 a month, you can protect you, your spouse, even if you're in a you're a gay in a gay marriage or whatever they 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 it protects your 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 spouse or whatever your gay spouse, but here's the thing. <clears throat> it protects um, for twenty four ninety five a month. It protects your whole family plus a whole boatload of kids under eighteen years old. For an individual, nine ninety five a month. It's the best investment that you can own for yourself this year, in my opinion. Um, I love it. I have on my phone, and this is the cool thing about this. You have a mobile app. In fact, this is what it looks like. 
when you when you get ID Shield, you actually get a mobile app here, and it actually will show you your credit score, which is super cool. Because you know they always say, they'll they'll always say, hey, you know what? You can um, you know, check the the top three credit bureaus to figure out what your credit score is and all that. You know what? Hey, you know what? You don't have to do that with ID Shield. You got it right here on your phone. And the other thing is, if you actually sign up for ID Shield, you can um, actually get member perks as well, which in some cases actually pays your your membership of that nine ninety five that investment that you're you're putting out every month. So here's the thing: what else does it monitor though? Let me tell you: we monitor your credit score, your social security number, your passport, your driver's license, your medical ID cards, so like your health insurance cards, all that stuff. Your email, up to 10 email addresses, your loans, up to 10 credit cards per account, 10 bank accounts, black market website surveillance, which is where I get a lot of stuff. <laughs> I get alerted all the time. Hey, did you know that your name's over there? There's a gazillion breaches. Your stuff is out there. It's only a matter of time, people. And your social media. And that's not all. And I'm not trying, meaning to sound like a commercial, but it isn't all. We also provide ID Shield Vault, which is a password protector. Um, which you know, a lot of people actually pay just for that, you know, on their computers. With ID Shield, you get that in your $9.95 month investment every single month. That is the best investment in your security, in my opinion, that you can do. True story. Um, so, <clears throat> and here's the other thing our competitors, like LifeLock and others, which have been breached themselves, um, they only offer up a $1 million. Uh, guarantee we offer up a five million dollar guarantee and we have the private investigators licensed private private investigators who actually take action if something does happen so we'll do whatever it takes as long as it takes to restore your identity if something happens to the same place it was before you got ID shield so I want you to join me and being protected because it's the best investment for your family and you guys I know I've said this before you're gonna hear me say it again uh, the breaches are out there the next big thing people are gonna look at is tax issues in fact I was reading a couple of articles today talking about how the IRS is ramping up and asking people to to help get identity theft services for themselves because they already know with these massive breaches that have taken place that it's gonna happen going to happen in fact let me read you this article um did i send you this one on uh, the south carolina yeah cybersecurity. i want i want to read this to you because if you're in south carolina and you're in my audience first of all thank you for joining glad you're glad you saw the show but i want to show you i want to i'm gonna read this listen to this uh south carolina cybersecurity six years after six million tax tax records stolen this was actually a article that was published uh, on the first okay since here six years after hackers stole millions of south carolina tax records the state has ended a program to monitor victims credit rec records <clears throat> and is still working to improve cybersecurity. <clears throat> the state adopted industry standards about centralizing security rules for the state's 100 plus agencies but state authorities are now just coming up with a system to check whether those agencies met the standards. It says here, such a lag isn't surprising, blah, blah, blah. But then it goes on to say, no arrests have been made in the 2012 theft of more than 6 million personal and business tax records. 
Okay, so here it is, 2019. Okay, and this happened in 2012. And it says here, it's still being investigated, so the state law enforcement division cannot release any info, including whether identity thieves used any of the stolen information. The state offered free credit monitoring to protect victims from identity theft. About 1.5 million enrolled the first year, and about 200,000 renewed annually until the program ended in October, according to the Revenue Department. It said it paid two companies $18 million over the past six years. Governor uh, Henry McMaster's office said it it is satisfied with the tax agency's finding that the, progr- that the program did what, what it was meant to be. Since the 2012 theft, state government agencies have reported 10 data breaches affecting nearly 29,000 people, according to the South Carolina Department of Consumer Affairs. A spokeswoman said a public records request would, need, would be needed to learn which agencies were hacked. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, too. I got to tell you what's interesting to me about this. Number one. People begin to get lax, right? So all these people had the, the protection. Of course, now the state's saying, no, we can't give it to you anymore. But you know what? If you're in South Carolina, if I were you, I'd still get it. I would sign up with me for ID Shield <laughs> because you're going to invest only $9.95 a month to protect your family and your st- stuff. And the fact that that info is still out there, it's been hacked. You guys know it's been hacked. Why would you willingly not protect yourself? It's not just your credit cards. That's what I want to really, you know, hit home here. It's not your credit cards. That's not all these people are doing to steal your identity. It's other stuff. It's your passport, your social security. It's your kid's identity. Last year, it was reported that over 1 million children's identities were stolen. 1 million kids. And people don't know it because they don't have their kid's stuff monitored. Anyway. Long story short, I want you to sign up. So way you can do that is you can you can contact me directly and I will sign you up. And here's here's the benefit you get with signing up with me. First of all, I will give you the best customer service possible. And second of all, your support when you sign up with us actually helps support Bible News Radio, which I know you already love because you're watching us. That's how you're hearing about it, right? So get in touch with me. You can contact me through Twitter, Facebook, um, Periscope, you can't because there's no way to, but if you're interested, just get in touch with me directly. I can tell you where to go on the website. What is the bit.ly link, Randall? Um, I, I think I set up a new one. Yeah, oh, yeah. not that one? Yeah, you can do that one. Uh, bit.ly forward slash protect me. You can go there and you can sign up directly through that link if you want, um, or I can give you a different one that actually will go through the Ladies of Justice site, which would be really better for me, um, but I forgot what it was I set up. <laughs> Because I just set it up. Wait, hold on. I can tell you. If you use Bitly, you can actually use... um, Oh, that's what it is. You can use the Bitly, and then it's all caps, LOJ 2019. So LOJ 2019 is the actual Bitly. Oh, there you go. Look at how cool he... Well, he's doing it right now. Don't worry. Yeah. So if you go there, and then you click on the identity theft option to sign up for that, then then you will you will be you will invest you'll be investing in yourself. I mean look, it's barely over a hundred dollars a year of an investment. And it will save you a ton of money in the end. Um, and I don't know about you, but everybody has ten dollars a month. Everybody. I mean even I do. 
just so you know. So check it out. But if you have any more questions, let me know. I can show you the member perks that come along with it. And uh, you, if you sign up, will definitely be, you know, in my heart, but you'll also be in my good hands, just so you know. <laughs> You'll have you you really will have the best protection out there because ID Shield is also adding new stuff on this year and we're rolling it all out so it's it's gonna get even better so all right I know we've gone over time uh, but I want to say thank you guys for tuning in and you know what don't forget um, you know how much God loves you somebody asked earlier if I believe in Jesus yes I do that's why I do what I do. He's the first and foremost reason I do anything that I do. Do I represent him perfectly? No, probably not. But you don't either. So there you go. And that's why we need him, right? So anyway, tomorrow, I believe is Friday. Yeah, it is. So we'll be back tomorrow for our free for all Friday show. But we'll also be back in the morning so I can slug you. And if you don't know what that is, make sure that you watch the beginning of the show if you came in late. And don't forget, you can always go over to BibleNewsRadio.com and you can sign up for our email there. You can also sign up to get our text messages. Uh, when you text Bible News to 33222, you can get our text messages uh, and, um, and more. So I hope you do that. Join the team. And uh, thank you for watching today. Remember, be bold, stand up, and go. Go with God, because he loves you. <laughs>